the Lord. Amen. Aren't you glad for his mercy and his grace? It hovers over our individual lives and his mercy and his grace is hovering over our nation. I got good news for you tonight. We as the United States of America are not going under. We are going over. And like pastor was prophesying about the best is yet to come. I believe that not just for our individual lives, not just for the church, but for our nation. Amen. Days of heaven upon the earth, the glory of the Lord covering our nation. Like waters cover the sea. Amen. Well, you may go ahead and be seated. I'm glad that everyone is is here tonight. Praise God that you came. Some of you may not know that the purpose for this evening's message, uh, for the service, is we are going to be praying for our nation. But I am going to be sharing some scriptures. And these scriptures will apply for your individual life as well. Anybody in here have any needs in your life? And that you want to see God move on behalf of a relative or, or perhaps a breakthrough financially, physically, whatever the need is, every promise in the Bible is true. And we're going to be talking a lot, you know, in reference to what we believe God wants to do in our nation. But you take these scriptures and you write them down as well if you need this in your individual life. Because God has a way when we, a message is preached, the word of God never returns void. And there's something in here that all of us can take and grab hold of tonight. Amen. Do you agree with that? Well, hopefully when you came in tonight, you received this little pamphlet. If you did not, we'll get those to you. Somebody um, who does not have one. If you'll raise your hand real quick, the ushers will get you one of these pamphlets. We're not going to be teaching directly out of those, but after the teaching, we will be praying from those. So it's good for you to have that in your hand as uh, we begin our teaching tonight. Well, I've been doing some study and you know, from the inception of our nation, when our nation was founded, our nation was founded on godly principles. Our nation was created because there was a group of people that wanted to be able to freely worship God. I heard brother Kenneth Copeland say something. He said, Israel was raised up because I chose them to be my people. The United States of America was raised up because they chose to be my people. And I will never forget that. And I, my hand is on this country for good. Amen. So from the very foundation of our nation, men and women have always sought the Lord and the presidents of our country down through history. Some of them may not even have been, quote, a religious person, but they valued the uh, they valued prayer and they saw the importance of calling on the name of the Lord. So every president would call national days a prayer. But it wasn't until April 17, 1952. How many of you were alive in 1952? <laughs> anyhow, just trying to check your, I'll check in your ID here. Now, anyhow, I was not born yet in 1952. But 1952, our president at that time was President Harry S. Truman. And he signed a bill proclaiming that the National Day of Prayer would be a law and that there would every president after him would pick a date for there to be a national day where the whole nation called on the name of the Lord. It was law. It's still on our books today. And then in 1988... Now, most of you were born in 1988. President Ronald Reagan was our president. And he is the one that said, I'm going to set aside and designate the first Thursday of the month of May as National Day of Prayer. President Ronald Reagan has some amazing quotes about the value a prayer. There's a little book that I have and it's quotes of presidents. He has so many in there that will just touch your heart. But I like this one. When he declared this national day of prayer, he said this. If we forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be a nation 
gone under. Pretty heavy, huh? If we forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. So we know that we are at a crucial time in the history of our nation. And it's important as believers that we offer our supply in prayer. Pastor mentioned it today about our words. You know, the words that we speak over our families, over our lives, the words that we speak over our nation are important words. The words that we speak over our political leaders, whether you like them in the natural or not, doesn't exempt you from praying for them. Because that's what the Bible tells us that we are supposed to do. So the theme of this year's National Day of Prayers, you can see on your pamphlet, is for your great name's sake. I love that. Hear us. Forgive us. And heal us. It's taken out of Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, combined with this passage that we want to look at, Daniel 9, verse 19, in the New King James. It says this, O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive. Do you think that there's anything that's going on in our nation that we should ask God for forgiveness for? Absolutely. O Lord, listen. And act. Do not delay for your own sake. My God, for your city and your people are called by your name. We're called by the name of the Lord. And if I had to title this tonight, I would title it, We Call, He Answers. Hallelujah. This book of Daniel was written during, it's a prophetic book, and it was written during the time of the Babylonian captivity. And Daniel saw from the scriptures that it was time for their deliverance. And this chapter 8 is part of a prayer that he is presenting to God on behalf of his nation and behalf of his people. And I love how he reminds God, we are your People, Do it, God, for your people. God loves it when we present his word to him. He says we're called by your name. And if you'll study it out, he's really saying, God, when you act, when you bring deliverance, all will be reminded that you alone are God. When God brings breakthroughs in our lives, he should get all the glory. When you get a new job or a promotion on your job or a breakthrough in your family, we shouldn't say, oh man, I had an awesome resume. I just have to tell you. Or, you know, I did this and I did that. No, whenever God moves on our individual behalf, what should we do? Give him all the glory. And God was always telling and instructing the children of Israel. I am your God. There's no other God before me. Have no other God before me. I'll deliver you. I'll do these wondrous things for you. But he was always reminding them, give me the glory. And he would do things for them so that other nations of the earth, it would be evident that they were his people. And God has blessed the United States of America. We are not perfect. We have digressed from our original foundation. But we are still a blessed nation. Why do you think so many people want to get into our country? It is evident that the hand of the Lord has prospered us. He's kept us and he's blessed us. It ought to be a reminding to to everyone that knows us that our nation belongs to God. We're called for a purpose. We are called to bring him glory. We are called to make his name known, honored, and glorified throughout the world. 
I don't know if these stats are still the same, but it's pretty accurate. About 90% of missionaries that go to other nations of the earth, they come from the United States of America. That means people going all over the world. That means finances being sown throughout the earth so people can hear the gospel. We're not perfect, but we are still one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Our coins, our money say, in God we trust. And it's going to stay that way. Because the church is called by the name of the Lord. And the hand of the Lord is on our nation for good. His will, His plan, and His purpose will stand. I like this scripture. I just found this week in 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 22. Again, it's about for His name's sake. For the Lord will not forsake His people. Can I get an amen? amen. God's not going to forsake the United States of America. He will not forsake His people for His great name's sake. Because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. God's not going to forsake us. God has not forgotten our nation. When you say, when you think about it, you say, yeah, but there's so much wickedness. Yeah, but there's so much righteousness. And when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. That means when the righteous take their position of authority and they speak right words over our nation and they take authority over the power of darkness, it causes the people in the nation to rejoice because the righteous, the church are doing what they are supposed to be doing. Amen. And when we do, it gives him entrance to move. Into the affairs of our individual lives, in our families, and in our nation. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 12 tells us this. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Are you righteous? Well, if you're born again, you are. Because the Bible says that when we are born again, we are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have right standing. We are no longer old sinners saved by grace. We were old sinners. We got saved by grace. And now we're the righteousness of God. And this says that the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their prayers. I ought to get another hallelujah right there. Aren't you glad? You don't have to come and beg God to do stuff in your life. All you have to do is come boldly to the throne room of grace. Come in faith. Come in the right position. And that position is I belong here. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Come with the word of God in your mouth. And it says his ears are open to the prayers. We don't have to talk God into the notion of doing anything that he's already said he's done in his word. We just come and we remind him of his promises. I'm so happy to know that God is not the withholder. He does not withhold blessings from us. He does not refuse to hear and to answer our prayers. No, but we have to come according to his word. And we have to ask in faith. And we have to ask from that position of righteousness and knowing who we are, knowing our authority in him. The Bible is clear that when we come and we pray in that place and in that position, when we offer fervent prayers, it's effective. And that our loving God responds to the cries and the prayers of his people. Let me say it again. When we pray, God hears, 
God answers and God comes. I was looking at some beautiful biblical accounts this week of when God's people called on him and he came. We're going to take time to probably just look at one of them tonight. And that would be over in the book of Exodus. The background of this is that the children of Israel had been slaves. They had been in bondage to eat in Egypt for 400 years. And they begin to cry out to God for deliverance. The time of them to be set free had come. Let's pick up the story here in Exodus chapter 2. And we'll begin at verse 23. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of their bondage. Verse 24. So God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel. And God acknowledged them. So they got to a point where they were fed up and they were just done being slaves. And they were like, God, there's got to be more. You are our God. We are your people. They cried out to him for deliverance. And when I read that, it reminded me of some of the things that are going on in our nation. And it's in my spirit. I just heard these words. We got to cry out because we had enough. We're fed up. Are you fed up? I'm fed up with some things. I'm fed up with ungodliness trying to rule and reign in our nation. I'm fed up with ungodly laws and restrictions. I'm fed up with some of this political correctness. Some people are so open-minded, all their brains have fallen out. We need to be able to speak God's word. We need to be able to pray in public places. Pray in schools. Have Bible clubs in schools. It's, I'm fed up with every other religion getting so much homage and so much respect. And Christianity is always the one getting attacked. Oh no, in the name of Jesus. We're not going to stay in that bondage. We're going to cry out like the children of Israel cried out. And you know why they cried out and they reminded God. God, we got a covenant. He said, he remembered. I made a covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. These are my people. They shouldn't have to be subjected to this bondage. And I believe that the spirit of God is saying (coughs) the same thing today. We're in covenant with a covenant keeping God. We are not to be pressed down. We're the light. We're the light of the world. Hallelujah. And we don't say it in a mean, ugly way that I'm a Christian and you stop talking about me and blah, blah, blah. But we let our light shine. We don't have to be afraid to be a witness. We don't have to be afraid to tell people, yeah, I'm one of them. I belong to Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus still saves. Jesus still delivers. He set me free. Let me tell you what he's done for me. The church is not the problem. And some people would make it out to look like that. Oh, you're part of that right wing. You're just, you know, you're anti this. You're anti that. I'm not anti anything. I'm pro Jesus. Hallelujah. Pro Jesus and pro love. But it's time for the church to be able to say, look, folks, we're not the problem. We're the answer. We got the answer. Let me tell you about him. Hallelujah. So the children of Israel got fed up 
They cried out. And this is what happened. And I believe this is what's happening in our day. God responded to their cry. In Exodus chapter 3, it tells us that he went out and he found Moses. Now, Moses had been raised up to be the children of Israel's leader, but he killed the Egyptian soldier and out of the timing of God, and he had to flee for his life. Forty years, the backside of the desert. But God knew where he was, and God knew how to find him. So God finds him out there on the backside of the desert, and he starts having this conversation with him that it's time For him to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. It's quite a dialogue. But let's look at verse 7. You can read all of that later if you'd like. In verse 7 it says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters. And I know their sorrow. Again, Cry went up. What did God do? Verse 8. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and a large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. To the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Parasites, the Hevitites, and the Jebusites, and hopefully not the termites. <laughs> but what does it say? God heard their cry. God came down. And I like how it said to deliver them out and to bring them up. Bring them up. Pastor said that earlier. The best is yet to come. God's bringing the church out of some situations, out of bondage, out of financial lack, out of sickness. He's bringing the church out and he's bringing us up. Hallelujah. Into a good and a large land. Praise the Lord. So our prayers are going to go up tonight. And when we call on the name of the Lord, guess what? God comes down and he answered. I called. He answered. And he came to my rescue. Listen to this word rescue, what it means. It implies a prompt action in freeing someone or something from intimate danger or destruction. Our nation has been on a wrong course. It's in a dangerous place right now. God has intervened whether you, you know, whoever you voted for, I'm not going there. But you have to admit that God has intervened in our nation. But it is just the beginning. We need our nation to turn Around, We need our nation to return to God. God came down so he could bring the children of Israel up. That's what's happened in the course of our nation. God has heard prayers. He has come down so he can bring us up. Hallelujah. To the place that he wants us to be. He has rescued us from the snare of the fowler. Plots and plans of the enemy to destroy our nation have been stopped. Hallelujah. When we pray, tremendous power has been made available. I love this passage. We're going to pray here in just a few minutes. James chapter 5 verse 17 in the Amplified. Just the last part of that. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer. I think it's James chapter 5. Must be 7. Did I give you the? Yeah. 5, 7, right? I think I gave you the wrong verse. James 5, 7. The earnest, heartfelt. Well, glory to God. Which one is that? 5, 16? 
5.16. Sorry up there, I wrote it down wrong. I thought I had that memorized. I should have looked. All right, the last part. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer. Uh, we're looking at this again. What, what are you? Are, the, are you the righteousness of God? Of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Are you ready to act as the righteousness of God? Are you ready to see him do some tremendous things? Because we will offer our supply in prayer. Amen. We do our part. He does his part. We call. He answers. We repent. He brings healing to our land. Amen. So we're going to start our prayer time here tonight. And the first thing that we're going to lift up, and I'm going to leave this part, is we're going to start out and we are going to pray for our nation. And we're going to ask for restoration. We're going to ask for healing in our land. We're going to repent for allowing so much ungodly laws and restrictions to be on our books and and all of that stuff. And that believe that there's going to be a reversal of those things. You know what else? We need to bind strife and division that's raised up its ugly head in our nation. God's not against any people. We're not against any group of people. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. And you know, I spoke some things boldly, but again, we're not against anyone. We want the love of God to rule and reign and prevail in our nation. Because if Jesus is lifted up and people see how much he loves them, that's what draws them into the kingdom of God. Not strife, not bitterness, not putting one another down. No. We are the United States of America and united we stand. And then we're going to pray for a great awakening in our nation. Revival is really for the churches. Billy Brim said this years ago or something similar to it. It was before the election. She said it's not uh, before President Obama was elected and the spirit of God spoke to her and said, this election isn't going to save America. No man can save America. No political party. The only thing that can save America is an awakening unto God. Can I get another amen? Amen. So we're going to pray for revival in the church and an awakening unto God in our nation. Amen. So would you all stand with me? Hallelujah. And I've asked some people that, you know, if they get anything in their heart, feel free to offer that at the right time. Of course, honey, if you've got anything you want to share right now. Hallelujah. So, Father, we come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus. We are thankful. First of all, we are thankful, Jesus, for you. We are thankful that you have made us the righteousness of God. We are so thankful that we can come boldly to the throne room of grace and we can obtain mercy and help in the time of need. We acknowledge our total dependence upon you. We acknowledge that our nation needs divine intervention. Oh, Father, we humble ourselves tonight and we repent. We repent, Lord, for all of the ungodliness that's going on in our nation. All of the abortions and the horrible, horrific things that have been committed in our nation. We repent and we're asking you to forgive us. We call upon your name for your great name's sake. Hear us. Forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. And we thank you that your blood, the blood of Jesus, cleanses us from all 
unrighteousness. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, right now for a healing happening in our land, a restoration in the name of Jesus. We're crying out for that, Lord. And we do, according to your word, you said, first of all, we're to pray for those in leadership. So we do lift up our president. We lift up our vice president, secretary of state, his entire cabinet. Whether we agree with him or not, that does not matter. We're acting upon your word right now. And we lift him up to you. And we ask you for protection. We're asking you to surround him with peace. Surround him with wisdom. Give him insight. Give him understanding. In the name of Jesus, we're praying for our leaders. We pray for our government. Hallelujah. All the cabinet members, all of the congressional leaders. We pray for the Supreme Court justices. Oh, that they would do what is right in your sight. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we know that the one thing that's going to make the major difference in our nation is a spiritual awakening. A spiritual awakening. Can you all hook up with that? Oh, let's just start to cry out. Lord, let there be a spiritual awakening in our nation. A returning to God. Hallelujah. Let the church rise up. Let there be revival in our churches. Let there be Oh, let the fire of God fall. The fire of God fall in our churches, in the pulpits, on the men and women of God, on the ministers of the gospel. Let them be ignited with fresh fire from heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let the anointing of God come upon them. Oh, glory be to God. The church, the church, the church. Let the church arise. Hallelujah. Let the church be carriers of your power, of your love, of your peace, of your joy. Glory be to God. Oh, Oh, let's pray in the Holy Ghost over that spiritual awakening, over revival. Oh, precious fruit of the earth. Oh, let there be the precious fruit of the earth. A mighty, mighty harvest. Hallelujah. Oh, we're calling. Thank you, Lord, for that lifting, that lifting, that the church is lifted up. The church rises up. Hallelujah. The church comes, rises to that place, walking in our authority, walking in our God-given power. Anybody over here got anything? I'm praying for the church. You got anything? I'm praying for the church over here. Hallelujah. Well, you know, in conjunction with praying for the church, we need to pray for souls. Hallelujah. We need to pray that the church would be the church and let our light so shine. Hallelujah. Be 
fishers of men, fishers of men. When the church is walking in power and authority, when the church is letting their light shine, it will affect change in our nation. So we go after the harvest. Oh, Father, stir that in our hearts. Stir it in our hearts. Hallelujah. This morning, what Pastor Tom was, was he said something. I, don't, I didn't catch everything that he said, but he said the word glory. And it just shot into me. And it took me to Ephesians, the first chapter, the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory. And stop there. The Father of glory. The Father of glory. And if he is the Father of glory, then we are the sons and daughters of glory. And when he says we are the sons and daughters of glory, so as we pray, we're going to pray for an, the word of God tells us in the Romans, the third chapter, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So as we pray for the glory of God to manifest over this nation, over the White House, over the Senate, the House of Representatives, people talk about the United States, but I think we need an outpouring of the glory of God in California. You know, so in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you are the father of glory and you've called us to pray for this nation, Lord. You've called us to pray for this nation, Lord, for the people, Father God. The only way that this nation can change, Father God, is that their hearts would be changed, Father God. And only by the Holy Spirit and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ can hearts be changed, Father, in Jesus' name. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Lord. We don't want anyone falling short of the glory of God, Lord. We don't want anyone... Falling short of the glory of God, Lord. Oh, Father God, we pray. We pray that there would be a reaching for the glory of God. That the, oh, yes, Lord, there's life in the glory. There's there's light in the glory. There's love in the glory, Father. Oh, Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord. Bringing light. Yes, bringing the glory where the darkness is, Lord. Many sit in darkness, Lord. We've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, Father God. So we pray to bring those out of darkness into the glory of God throughout this nation, Lord. For you desire all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth, Lord. That none should perish, but that all should come to the repentance of God, Lord. It's your glory. Oh, for you are the Father of glory. Glory. Oh, she, you are the King of glory and the Lord of glory, Lord. A mighty outpouring of your glory, Lord. Oh, and the sons and daughters of glory proclaiming the glory of God, proclaiming the life of God, proclaiming the love of God. Oh, in the light of God. Oh, we call this nation to awake to righteousness and sin not. For it's the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, Lord, that causes us to move up higher and higher, Lord. It's only in Him. For Jesus was on the cross 
cross and he poured out his love. He poured out his life and light for us, Lord. Oh, yes, So we look unto him. We look unto Jesus Christ. Oh, your glory, Father. Your glory, Father. Throughout this nation, Lord. Your glory, Lord. Your glory in the White House. Your glory in the Senate. Your glory in the House of Representatives. Your glory in the schools. Your glory in the workplace, Father. Oh, Oh, from east to west, from north to south, Lord. Your glory, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. No one falling short of the glory of God. No one falling short of the glory of God, Lord. For you desire all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth, Lord. Oh, in him. In him is life. In him is light. In him is love. For Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. Oh, Lord, your glory will open up the hearts, Father God. In Jesus' precious name, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we can thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. <laughs> glory to God. Oh, yeah, for what is my hope? What is my joy? What is my crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? Oh, yes, Lord. In his presence is fullness of joy. Oh, glory to God. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Oh, give a mighty shout unto the Lord, all you servants. Oh, yes, Lord. Give a mighty shout unto the Lord, all you land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. For we are his people, the sheep of his pastures. Come into his gates with thanksgiving and into his course with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Oh, there's joy. There's joy. There's joy. Hallelujah. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Oh, there's joy when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Can I give this? Let me, give, let me give this one illustration. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good. Jesus is on the throne, and he's not getting off. Amen. Amen. We were out. Uh, Rachel and I uh, were scheduled Friday night witnessing, and we were, just about get, we were just about done. But there was a young man, young African-American young man, and he had a little daughter, and he was just smiling real brightly, and you know, just the Lord led me to him and showed him everything that we do when we witness. And I said, would you like to pray? And he says, no. <laughs> I says, ah, you know, I get very discouraged when they say no. They don't say no too much. But <laughs> And his daughter says, I'll pray. She's about this. So I'll pray. So Rachel led her to the Lord. And then Rachel gave her a card. We got some um, Kelly Copeland uh, tracks. Gave her one. And she looked at the track and she says, is this you? So <laughs> that's Rachel. And and then we made a, a, a roundabout and we came back. And that little girl was pretty sharp because uh, I gave her a whole handful of Tootsie Roll Pops that I give out to the kids. And uh, she tells Rachel, where's his husband? Talking to me. Where's his husband? I think she was looking at my white hair and looking at Rachel's black hair. <laughs> You know, so it was kind of like, so praise God. We give all the glory to God. God is, God is on the move. He's on the move. He's on the move. And we need to move with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. You know, as he was talking about Pastor Tom sharing the 
just glory and how that went off on the inside of him. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And what is the glory? It's a manifest presence of God. And that's what changes people. How many of you had an encounter with the glory of God? The presence of God. That's what drew you in. You were like, whoa, he is real. Jesus is alive. And you wanted him on the inside of you. So we need to pray that people will have Holy Ghost encounters. Just like that little girl did. Thank you, Father. Holy Ghost encounters. Making yourself known. Great is our God. Greatly to be praised. Make your great name known in all the earth. Here in the Bay Area, make yourself known. You are the true and the living God. You are the most high God. There is no other. Eyes, eyes flooded with light. Holy Ghost, divine appointments, divine, divine. Encounters with God. Oh, our God's not dead. Our God's not dead. Christianity is not a dead religion. It's a relationship. We have a relationship with the true and the living God. Make yourself known. Make yourself known. Make yourself known. Show yourself strong. Strong. The hand of the Lord is not shortened. Show yourself strong. Samata. Signs. 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 Wonders. Miracles. Supernatural. Supernatural. We serve a supernatural God. Hallelujah. Oh, matadada bakasatata. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now y'all listen here and then why don't you stand back up, stay hooked up or you want to share something first? Um, I, um, since the Lord wants us to pray about this education, about the education field, about the, the teachers, uh, the, the, the university professors, the, the things that, that the, the lies that are being taught and our children are being indoctrinated into lies and deceit and, and, and things that are, are so anti-American and anti-Christ. And it's, it's time for that to stop. And it's time for us to stop. Being afraid of that. We have to kick fear in the rear, like Pastor said this morning. And, and that only way we can do that is in the spirit realm. That's the only way that we can, we can get rid of that devil. So, you know, in our little pamphlet, pamphlet here, it says, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom. And from his mouth come knowledge and understanding Proverbs two, three through six, you know, kids, uh, so many kids don't know about Jesus in our country. And, and so in their hearts, their hearts are crying out for the truth. They want to know truth. They want to know what truth is. What is true? What is true? And even if some of them are, are, uh, don't know inside, they're being drawn to upward, upward. They're being drawn upward by God. 
So we, we need to esto macabera jera brastos es dobra si caleman tomelemasti. We so kayalom rondes tembrish la branqueto rebraste. We declare that Jesus is Lord over our education department, over all of the schools, over every school of every level of education. We declare Jesus Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And sola make de brechta, just like he broke through in the political arena last November, we declare that Jesus will break through in the education area of our nation. We declare that Jesus is reigning over our, our universities. There is light in the universities. We command light into those universities. We command light into all levels of education. We command the light of the glorious gospel, the light of the glorious gospel, which shall cause the blinders to come off. We'll expose the lies expose the deception will just expose the manipulation of the enemy and we are not fighting against flesh and blood sisters and brothers we are fighting against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this age and we're standing here tonight to tell you devil you are defeated in the name of Jesus you must Stop! You stop it! You stop it! You stop now in Jesus' name! You let our kids go in the name of Jesus. You may not do that any longer. You may not in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We plead the blood. We apply the blood of the lamb. The blood that defeated Satan in his own domain. We apply that blood to every university in our nation. We apply the blood to every school, every high school, every middle school, every uh, ed, um, elementary school, every Christian school. Yes. No more lies. No more lies. We break your power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord. As Brother Tony prayed, we pray the glory onto those campuses. The glory of God come down. Oh, God, come down. God, come down. God, come down. God, come down to our universities. May your presence fill those universities. Go into those rooms and shut the mouth of those liars. Hallelujah. Righteousness reigns in our nation. Righteousness reigns in our nation. Righteousness reigns in our nation. We are one nation under God, indivisible. With liberty and justice for all. You may not blind the minds of our children any longer. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. You must bow your knee. You must bow your knee. The name, the word of God declares that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. It has begun. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Kebari shokomate. Kebari Megi li di bronda e jegedo sobre patatato. 
ha robosote me silido brabata no reme silita bramo de bakata oh ha ha when the righteous rule the people rejoice and we are the righteous and we need to rule through authority the authority given to the believer we need to rule and to order our conversations aright so that we speak words that are in line with his word so that we don't stand back and say oh it's really bad oh look at that over there look at this over here what shall be done when the righteous rule the people rejoice so whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you loose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven so use your words to speak to to bind to loose to work for you to work in your behalf to declare there is revival in this generation to declare that there is revival the enemy wants to shut the voices of the righteous but he cannot if you will not allow him to body of christ oh when the righteous rule in authority the people rejoice The area that Pastor Brenda had asked us to to maybe address tonight is the area of media. And media can encompass just the vehicle by which information is disseminated. And you see in many instances the church's voice has been silenced in times past. And those that are trying to bring forth truth that have been silenced there's been a lot of controversy you know what we're talking about but if you look at proverbs 6 it talks about six things that the lord hates and five of those things have been running rampant in our media and it's got to stop one of them was a proud look the other one was a lying tongue there have been lies flying around another one is false witness false are so quick to proclaim something as truth we're for the truth but don't jump into and be declaring things as if it was the truth until it's first you know investigated how about this the, you know the 7th is in abomination him those that so discord among the brethren that hatred that discord these are things that we can take authority over hallelujah So there are many voices in the in the earth, none without significance. There, there's a significance, some, but there's the voice of the church, and her voice must be heard above all the other voices. Truth must no longer be fallen in the streets. It is the truth, the truth. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you for truth. in the name of Jesus i thank you for the spirit of truth in the name of Jesus and when we whenever we say the spirit of truth we've got to be referencing the holy ghost for he is the spirit of truth and lord we loose the voice of truth throughout our communities and throughout the airwaves through television internet on the printed page in the on the radio uh through stratoshi prafrodochis nenestia 
And we're declaring right now that the voice of truth will be heard and it will silence the voice of the liars in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Truth. Now, Lord, you said of us, thou desires truth in the inward parts. You desire truth in the inward parts of the heart. You desire truth in the inward parts of our councils, of our cities, our mayors, our counselors, our, our, uh, our, our uh, places where laws, Lord, are jurisdicted and decided upon. You desire truth behind closed doors. You want truth outside the doors. You want truth in the street. You want truth in the children. Truth in the mom. Truth in the dad. Truth in the grandparents. Truth in the pulpit. And Father, so now we stand tall and bold against that spirit of darkness that would exalt itself against the truth and the knowledge of God. And we say that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds and bringing into captivity every Listen, every argument and every reasoning that's against the truth of Christ. And so we pray Luke 12 too. It's already begun. But we continue to say that that which is covered will be uncovered, revealed and exposed. Lord, one of the things that you hate in Proverbs 6 is those that scheme, the schemers behind closed doors. Those that scheme wickedly, Father. The wicked and the unreasonable. Lord, we're all for people that are trying to find solutions. But those people that are specifically, purposely dedicated to make schemes, to work through manipulation and through the spirit of the darkness, we're praying right now that it would be uncovered, revealed, exposed, brought down to naught in the name of Jesus. And it will not hold a candle to the real truth in Jesus' name. And Lord, we're praying right now that you would deliver us, deliver our preachers, deliver our pastors, deliver our children on campuses, deliver us from wicked and unreasonable men and women. For not all men have faith. We pray, Father, that every employee that's standing and naming the name of Christ would be delivered from wicked and unreasonable people, co-workers, bosses, in in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we declare with one voice that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. This is our finest hour. Hallelujah. That the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. And they shall come to our rising. Because the glory will be seen up on us. This is the church's finest hour. Be glorified. Jesus, let the fire of God be seen. Lord, the same way there's a showdown, there's a showdown that's happening now between those that are standing on the truth and those that are standing with lies. It's a lot like Elijah when he, uh, when he did that fire. And Lord, I thank you. Let answer us from heaven with fire in the name of Jesus and let it be known right Right here, right now, in our lifetime, we'll see it with our very eyes. Those that serve God, the true and living God, and those that are have built their careers or have built a life around lies, cause them to fall in the name of Jesus. And calls those that are humble before you, truly seeking the good of this land and the good of the citizens of this land. Let them be exalted in this hour, we pray. Hallelujah. Let the humble be exalted. Hallelujah. And let the proud be brought low in Jesus name. Get yourself glory in the United States of America. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, hallelujah. Let's give him some glory. Woo!
Let the truth rule and reign. Hallelujah. Let Jesus be glorified. Let Jesus be exalted. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Emancipation from bondage. Hallelujah. Every one of these prayers tonight, that's what we are praying. Let the truth be revealed. What's the Bible say? The truth will free hallelujah <laughs> Woo! no more bondage no more bondage of any kind just like you delivered the children of israel out of egypt Woo! deliverance deliverance for the church deliverance in our nation no more bondage we're not bound by lies the truth the truth is setting us free glory 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 hallelujah <laughs> and this goes on to say that we are being changed from one degree of glory unto the next our nation's coming up higher the church is coming up higher hallelujah Woo! glory to god hallelujah can we lift our hands one more time and just shout unto the lord Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you are the God that hears. You are the God that answers. You are the God that delivers. You are the God that intervenes. Glory be to God. And you are on the move. On the move. On the move. Hallelujah. Woo. Amen. Amen.